Fields Swimming Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing chapters 132 and 133. Throwback. The last volume. It's the last volume! There's only one more episode after this and then our finale. Oh so I guess there's I guess there's two, but there's <laughs> one only more. There's one more episode before our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one more episode where we talk about this chapter, yeah. I guess, and then we'll talk about the whole thing. <laughs> It made sense to me in my head, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, send questions for that if you haven't done so already. That's Please my do. Th- This is my reminder. Friendly reminder. Yeah, we're friends, right? It'll be less friendly next week. <laughs> next week, it'll just be like, send your fucking questions. <laughs> Are we going to write a fucking episode without them? I mean... <laughs> just make up questions and be like, oh, good a- question, anonymous user. Yeah. A. A. <laughs> A listener has sent us a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. I'm sure it'll be a good time regardless. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, how about we talk about 132 then? All right. <laughs> we'll do our summary and the discussion, and then I guess talk about what's next. I don't even know if there's spoilers in this. Yeah. but Spoilers. It's the end soon. There's no... Sp- <laughs> yeah, there's very few spoilers, but we'll have a what's next discussion, at least. After the music. Yeah. All right. Chapter 132. At the beginning of chapter 132, Akito remembers asking Shigure as a child if he liked her, and she narrates, He always seemed fine, even when he was alone. For some reason, that made me angry. I wanted to make him turn and look at me. Akito sits in a room wearing a full woman's kimono, now, as opposed to what she was wearing last time. She remembers their conversation from the other day, and finally opens the gift bag Shigure gave her to reveal another, what seems like a more fancy floral, kimono. Later, the Junishi all gather at the main house. Some of the adults trickle in late. Rizu apologizes for being one of those good-for-nothing adults. And Hiro's like, I can't believe you're still dressing like a girl. And Shigure is nowhere to be found. So it's status quo in the <laughs> <laughs> amongst the Junishi. Well, I guess they're no longer the Junishi because they're not cursed anymore. But whatever, you know. <laughs> Children being more mature than the adults. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the hall, a smiley Kyo and a kind of pouty Kagura greet each other with a yo. No, she says, and glomps onto him. And he's like, what's wrong? What? And she's like, I can't do this. I just can't. Everything's making me so depressed. And the sound of a cell phone taking a photo that will surely come back to haunt someone catches Kyo's <laughs> attention. Now you're cheating? What an awful person, Momiji the paparazzo says. <laughs> Momiji and Kagura leave, saying, just awful, awful. While Kyo is like, were you in goats? Momiji looks back over his shoulder and teases, don't worry. For some reason, this <laughs> in the Tokyo Pop, it says, my butt. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so bizarre because it doesn't say that in the in the Japanese version. It just says something else. It just is like no, and it's why it's why it's translated just slightly differently in the <laughs> Yen press. But I was like, what is she trying to say? It's so weird. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like, you're touching my butt. No, I think it's supposed to be like like a like, this is bullshit kind of thing. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's like, like, like my ass. Kind yo, of thing, my but... butt. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't. It's so weird. It doesn't yeah, it's... make sense. <laughs> I think someone wanted to write my ass, and then they're like, you can't do that. This is a PG thirteen. Is it? (laughs) Let's talk about the rest of this chapter (laughs) first (laughs) before you make that claim. It's T for teen. (laughs) But yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's officially a PG 13 title. (laughs) So wait, you can't say ass in a PG 13 book? I don't know. Maybe you can only have one book. (laughs) (laughs) This is the beginning of the volume. (laughs) Anyway. That's what I mean. Maybe they wanted to save it for later. (laughs) Oh, maybe somebody will say my ass later. <laughs> anyway, it's just really funny. It should, but also that it should say "Yo, my butt." Then what? Yeah. Make it clear. Anyway, 
It's weird. In the <laughs> Meanwhile, anyway, in the room, Haru says to Yuki that they all came because Akito called them. But doesn't he already know? I mean, the air in here might as well freeze, he says. And Yuki says, the air might be frozen, but they're not. I admit I was a little nervous. I thought that the curse breaking would make things awkward between us. It's okay. I'll always love you, Haru says. And Yuki's like, uh, thanks. But Rin is watching really intently. And of course, we see her staring from the extra gloomy corner of the room. All is well, Yuki. Ayama, who has suddenly arrived, reassures him. I'll always watch over you with the fiercest intensity. And while Haru pats Rin's head in the gloom corner, Ayame continues, Fret not, mon frere. Things will never be awkward between us. Our forebears left us with a wise proverb. There's nothing to fear if we all run the red light together. And Yuki's like, that's not a proverb. And Ayame continues to talk about how his charismatic refinement will never fail. And Yuki's like, I can't believe that's what you were getting at. Well, everyone else is like, uh, except for Ritsu, who still admires Ayame's steadfast confidence. <laughs> Kyo enters and Ayame sassily asks where he's been. This is only a second time at the main house, apparently, so everything's weird here, he says. This mansion combines a size and luxuriousness that is too much for the ultra-commoner Kionkichi to comprehend, but we forgive him for wandering around with reckless abandon to explore. How can you talk down to me when this is even your house, Kyo asks. But soon, though, the ponytailed maid who saved Rin announces that Akito is ready, and she enters, much to the shock of everyone, wearing the kimono that Shigure gave her. She asks Satori where Shigure is, and he doesn't know. Could it be that you share my hobby, Akito-san? Ritsu asked, and Akito was like, absolutely not. <laughs> she remembers Shigeru saying, this is a gift. I guess you could call it a farewell present. And we see their conversation the other day. Akito looks terrified and scratches Shigeru's face. She says, I hate you over and over again, while he simply says, ow. I knew that you'd be the first to have just abandoned me. I despise you, Akito says. Who said I was abandoning you? Shigeru says, holding her arm. She says that he said farewell. It's a farewell gift. You finally said goodbye to the person your father wanted you to be. Now you're turning into someone new, right? So this is a present to commemorate that. Congratulations. It's nice to meet the new you. And I look forward to seeing how you live from here on out, Shigure says. In the present, Akito sits in the middle of the floor in front of the Junishi. All of you were finally able to go back to being your two selves, so I will too, she says. I'll be going back to who I really am. You're free. It's taken a long time, and there was everything till now. Akito trails off, remembering the abuse that she had little out on Hattori, Kana, Kisa, Yuki, Momiji, Rin, Kyo, and Kareno. I'm... S- she tries to apologize, but can't. Her lip quivers. She remembers her conversation with Shigure again, and he says, You made us suffer. Your only actions were cruel ones. It makes me wonder how on earth you can make up for that. Akito tells him to shut up. I'm honored. I didn't realize that I weighed that heavily on your mind, he says. It's not that, Akito says. You were just... You were the one that I was always the most afraid of. I always felt like you were furthest away. I could hold you back the least. You feared me the least. Whether there was a bond or not, you were the one who pushed me the furthest away. If I didn't stay fickle, I was afraid I might burst, Shigure says. There were times I thought I had you, but then you would flutter off to, and go to the others. And then adds with a sly smile, traitor. Akito argues, and he says, I'm cunning and childish. I don't like getting hurt. I hate losing. Once I've gotten hold of something, I never want to let it go, and I don't like sharing. He advances toward her with his hand outstretched, and she backs up against the wall. He says now's her chance to reject him. I think I've learned to compromise a little thanks to you, so I'll give you some time to get away, he says, taking his leave. But if you come near me one more time... You know what's going to happen. In the present, Akito thinks you're so cruel. It's not fair. You make it seem like you never do anything wrong, Shigure. You're as childish as you said you are, and yet you look totally unbothered. Like you're fine even if you're all by yourself. It makes me want to get you to turn and look at me. Akito looks for him through the house and finds him reading on the porch. I want to swallow up your entire body, she thinks, into my cells, down to my bones, to penetrate deep, deep within, to spread you through me and saturate you with my scent until you can't breathe. Akito goes and sits beside him. This feeling, this desire, she thinks, is this how women feel? Everyone was surprised, she says to him. I think they had mixed feelings. I tried to apologize, but I couldn't. 
I didn't want to put it into words. I thought that, that would be like saying I'd done enough. I still want to live here with the Soma family. I think that there are things that I need to do. I want to protect them, Akito thinks, to defend their true freedom. Even like this, I'm still the head of the family, she says, and she says that she needs to talk to Ren. Let me get this straight. You want me to join you in that life? Shigure asks, and Akito asks if he's mad. A little, he says. Can you blame me? After all, I waited a long, long time for you to come back. He looks at her with an amorous smile. <laughs> Are you laughing at my choice of, <laughs> of words? <laughs> laughing at how unsure you are of your choice of words. <laughs> I, I thought this was rated T for teen. <laughs> I think because sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I'm pretty sure. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't know how to describe. <laughs> You're so beautiful. That look suits you, he says. And he caresses Akito's cheek. She thinks... I can feel a shiver, send goosebumps down my skin. It's every time he turns to look at me. I love you, he says, and she says I love you. We see the two of them as kids and then kissing in the present. I love you, as long as you keep wanting me. That's the end of 132. Dun, dun. Is it a dun <laughs> Certainly something was revealed, but what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's up for debate. <laughs> oh no, something sexy. <laughs> something sexy i was like when did this become a jose when i was reading it (laughs) anyway (laughs) chapter 133 opens at school all the kiddos are freaking out because word on the street is that the orange-headed hottie kyo is taken (laughs) by toru honda oh you like my description of that (laughs) i'm sure about that Toru Honda missed her finals because she was out sick and everyone teased them when they found out. And we see what looks like one of Kyo's chums say, Did you finally start going out? And Toru blushes and Kyo's like, Yeah, so? He came right out and said it. The boy came right out and said it. The boy was so afraid of girls the day he transferred here that he jumped out a window. He's grown into such a fine young man, they say. (laughs) Did anyone else forget that he jumped out a window? Because I was like, Oh yeah, he did do that. (laughs) It's great. There's a lot of I love that as far as they know, it's because he was so shy that he <laughs> couldn't deal with talking to a girl instead of being afraid of transforming <laughs> into an animal. <laughs> I mean, it's still partially true, though, because yeah. he was really shy. <laughs> While Toru blushes even deeper, they joke about needing to cook red rice, and Kyo is like, please don't. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the present in the classroom, Toru struggles to finish her final exam under the watchful eye of great teacher Mayuko. She hands in her final exam, and Mayuko asks how she thinks she did. Yes, I tried with all the power I can muster, Toru says with swirly eyes, and Maiko thinks it doesn't seem like much. (laughs) (laughs) Maiko wishes her a good summer vacation, then asks if something happened at the Soma house recently. He seemed a little happy yesterday, she says with a soft smile, and Toru's like, he, you mean Kyokun and Yukikun? And Maiko's like, oh yeah, that's totally who I meant. Anyway, bye. And (laughs) Toru is confused, but thinks that a lot did happen. Everyone knows about Akito's gender now, and she remembers discussing it with Kyo and Yuki at the table. Yuki says that it was kind of out of nowhere, and they were surprised that Toru knew about it. She apologizes that she couldn't talk about it before. She asks if it was really such a shock, and Yuki says it's difficult to explain. There's been a lot to think about. Kyo says he realized that he'd been getting violent with a woman this whole time but he's relieved. Toru asks why, and he says, I'd just be in trouble if there was another guy who liked you. Yuki's like, and then they sass each other. (laughs) Toru says that she noticed the atmosphere around Kyo and Yuki is also gentler than it used to be. She asked Kyo why, and he said, he beat the crap out of me, knocked the biggest screw loose in my head. Don't hang out with that guy, he's a complete jerkwad. And he laughs with a big smile and says that he's kidding, and gently strokes Toru's cheek. In the present, she thinks that Kyo had started to smile more, that that's his true self. That's what attracts everyone to him. And that's why all this is a miracle. 
After taking her exam, she tap tap taps her way over to Kyo and saying Kyo kun and then grabs his shirt. He's like, okay, okay, what are you, a dog? She <laughs> apologizes for keeping him waiting and he says that it's fine. He was playing basketball with some kids. He says the kids who aren't going to college seem pretty relaxed and Toru suddenly depressed is like, that's right, I have to do my best and find a job. You, he starts to say, but then says to never mind, they'll talk about it later. Anyway, I know looking for a job is important and all, but summer break's just starting. Let's spend lots and lots and lots of time together, he says, and takes her hand. She's like, yes, and then says that Hana and Uo would like to join them on their first date, and he's like, not like I have a choice. They're basically your mommies. <laughs> it's a miracle, Tori thinks. Kyokun and I being together like this, I want to make the effort. I want this miracle to continue forever if I can, because holding hands like this and walking like this together is something that I can never take for granted. I have no regrets. At this point, I'm prepared for death at any time, Shusho says when Kyo and Toru go to meet him later. They freak out and say, Toru says, no, you mustn't say such things with Kunimitsu. She's right. That's not funny, he says. When you say it, it's not funny. Shusho laughs calmly and they're like, why are you smiling? <laughs> Kunimitsu reminds him that if they get married and have a baby, then he'll have a grandchild. Just think of that, grandpa. We're treated to a ghosty panel of Kyo and Toru and Shusho contemplating. Who's... Is that Queenie Me Too with the little question mark? <laughs> Who's the fourth person? I think it might be Rin. Rin sneaking up in the corner? <laughs> maybe the maybe the question mark is their hypothetical grandchild. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's the seventh homunculus. <laughs> it's like that, like, who's that Pokemon? <laughs> Just grandchild is pride. <laughs> Good. Full Metal Alchemist crossover. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Well, they already had, like, Kakuru's, like, something, in order for something to be learned, something must be exchanged. Yes. <laughs> I think it's canon. <laughs> I'll hang in there for many years to come, Shisho says with a new sound resolve, and I'll be eagerly waiting. Yes, I'll be waiting just as eagerly, Toru says. <laughs> this is stupid, by the way, Rin says, who suddenly appeared in the hallway beside them. Toru calls after her, but she turns and leaves. Kyo asks what she's so mad about, and Shisho explains that not everyone is in the same circumstances as them right now. Toru goes to find Rin in the hallway, and she sits crouched on the floor. How can he act like nothing happened, she says. He suffered so much, didn't he? And you, think of how badly you got hurt. Scars like that, they don't just disappear. I, if I had to choose to forgive Akito or not, I wouldn't forgive her. I can't forgive her. I'm not saying that she has to grovel in front of me or anything, and I don't want her to apologize either. Is it my fault? Did I do something wrong? How can everyone just accept things and move on? It doesn't matter what I do. The jumbled mess in my heart won't go away, Rin says as she starts to cry. Toru joins Rin and tries to comfort her, and she thinks, So much has happened. A lot of things have ended. After everything, there's still pain. A lot of it. And it can't just suddenly disappear like magic. Inside everyone's hearts, there may still be pain. A pain they can't talk about. Toru reassures her, Isuzan, you didn't do anything wrong. You were even hurt in my place. Thank you. Thank you, she says. Do you think Haru will be disappointed? Rin asks through her tears. I know I can be a real downer sometimes and I wonder if he'll hate me. That would never happen, Tori says. You don't know that. No, I don't not know, Tori says. Then I'll just go to ask him to prove it to you. I'll go ask Katara's son right now. Ow, Tori says as Rin punches her to keep her to stop. <laughs> don't you dare, you idiot, she says. Kyo, who has joined them in the hallway, wonders, are they playing? <laughs> I bet there's multiple scenes of people like being like, I guess they get along. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Kunimitsu said that before, too. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that when she was, like, squishing Toru's forehead? Yeah. <laughs> Toru narrates, I think that they need time. Lots and lots of time. When we transition to the main house. Akito's confronted again by that one maid. She <laughs> says, I understand that you went to see that woman again today. Though I heard that you couldn't have a decent conversation with her. 
It would be much faster to simply cut her out, although it's possible that you complicated things by deciding to stay here, she says. It must be nice to be young. You can change your ways of life so easily. You have the willpower and the physical energy for it. She turns and looks away, out into the garden. You know, I was also born with the Soma and raised with the Soma. It's my way of life. I don't know any other. But I... Look at my age. I've built this life up over 40, 50, 60 years. It's too late to change. Well, Akito says, nobody can change everything, but you don't have to. Just a little is enough. She reaches out her hand to the maid. Maybe you need a hand to reach out to you, like me. The maid eyes her suspiciously, surprised, but then looks down dejectedly and leaves. The narration continues, tomorrow or even the day after, to say everything would be fixed then would be a sad lie. For now, they're not there. Not everyone is lined up and smiling happily. It's still a far-off dream, but still, I want to take the years that it takes to thaw everyone. I want to work, and I won't give up. Shigeru arrives and joins Akito, and she pulls him into a tight hug. <laughs> she buries his face in his, jest, his vest, <laughs> his suit that he's wearing that he probably borrowed from Midori. Midori's <laughs> <laughs> like, burn that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Rin stands and wipes her tears, and Toru continues to comfort her. Kyo looks over and thinks, maybe I'm in worse trouble than I thought. I've got guys and girls as competition. <laughs> he looks over at her and smiles, and Toru smiles back, and we see the narration, just smile for me. I'll take that and be happy with it. And then the chapter closes on Haru entering the house, much to the shock of Rin, I think. <laughs> That's the end of 133. Woo. Oh, I only fucked it up a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> like you said, you just had to get the last episode right. Yes. <laughs> Stick the landing, it's the most important part. <laughs> Nobody remembers the things in the middle, right? Nobody remembers the penultimate episode. <laughs> Let's chat about these chapters then. Chat. <laughs> yeah, a chat chit. Is there like a weird uh cockney slang for, for chatting? <laughs> I can't imagine what it would be, but I'm sure it would be great. Probably something that rhymes with talk and be like have a nice I don't know walk <laughs> yeah take a take oh wait no but it has to be like a like a jaunt because it has to be a word another word for walk because walk rhymes with talk <laughs> i don't know yeah i'd have to end with something that rhymes with talk but it may not be that word that it gets shortened to that's correct <laughs> i guess <laughs> <laughs> we're experts at cockney rhyming slang. i'm very good at can't you tell how cockney slang i am <laughs> I actually minored in Cockney slang. I want everyone to know. <laughs> anyway, okay, good. Let's talk about another thing that we're experts in, which is fruits basket. <laughs> Let's talk about Akito. Let's talk about how this became a saying, or like a whatever, what I say, a Jose manga, briefly. I was like, what is happening in this chapter? Like, is this now a bodice buster? Like, am I, what's going on? <laughs> no, it wasn't really like that, but it was very... They've always had the most, like, uh, implications around them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he straight up slept with, with, yeah. it stated that he slept with her and Ren, yeah. so. I mean, like, even early on, where we'd have all the, like, the, like, like, the scene, like, before the beach, when he's, like, pulling her onto, onto his lap and yeah, stuff. Yeah, climbing <laughs> all over like, him. You're like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. But we never saw any of that from, like, kind of, like, Akito's perspective. So mm -hmm. this, like, inner monologue about how she feels about him. Yeah. This is probably the most kind of, like, detail we get about their relationship 
from her perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's no more about it, I guess, after this, other than a little minor stuff at the end, I think, but, like... Yeah, I like how, it, like, even as... Yeah. It's, like, her thinking about, like, how much she loves him, but it's still, like, really aggressive. It's <laughs> super aggressive. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that. Yeah. Like, I think, it, I think it's fitting for them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really, like... I mean, it's, a, like, a legitimate relationship. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's super... Like, oh, Shigure always, like, he was fine with just being by himself, but I always wanted him to look at me, and I want to, like, I want to, like, absorb you into my bones and shit. Yeah. And it's, like, you know, penetrating. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, is this the word what we want to say in this, like, <laughs> PG-13? Like, <laughs> the, the metaphor sleeping is fine, but penetration is not. Yeah. It's too, too much. <laughs> But yeah, it's like a really like aggressive, possessive kind of. They both feel the same way about each other, though. Yeah, they're they're both very. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like it's very (laughs) fitting for them. (laughs) I think you said a long time ago in an episode they're perfect for each other. Yeah. (laughs) And I. It's like because no one else should have to (laughs) deal with them. (laughs) I was thinking about this really deeply, and I was like, "Is this like a good? Can I say with confidence this is like what I think like a good relationship is?" And I was like, "I mean, there's like (laughs) aspects to I think." You know, like I think a sexual relationship like, where you have these feelings, like it makes yeah. sense, but I don't know, man. Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> it's aggressive like for sure. the best either of them could have, like <laughs> being the kind of people they are. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yes. you know, the kind of like, it's like, it's kind of fucked up, but in a like <laughs> way that works <laughs> for them and wouldn't work yeah. with any other people yeah. that they were tried to be in a relationship with so. didn't work with Kareno. yeah <laughs> although she wasn't really trying to be in a relationship with him I mean, she was just trying to use him to get back at sugar i guess yeah as her her emotional support Kareno. <laughs> yeah um, but yeah that's like a good example because like he's he was too much of a too like passive and accommodating as uh-huh. a human being to ha- deal with that kind of aggressive possessiveness <laughs> like in he's a like, oh you want health you... in a semi-healthy way like <laughs> you want me to penetrate you to your bones okay yeah sure <laughs> i i guess yeah. <laughs> did you stop? Did you stop? Did you break up with Shigure? And she's like, "What's it to you?" <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, "Okay." Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> I'll just be here, I guess. <laughs> Whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Kareno <laughs> is the saddest bird. <laughs> I said, I said he's not. He's not. It's not. not he's boring, not boring. Sad. He's sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said it before, and I'll say it again. <laughs> but it's interesting i like how Kido says so we did we talked briefly last time about how Kido is sort of like looking at examining her own identity and stuff like that and mm-hmm. i think it's interesting that we get her introspection around that too she's like is this how women feel like is this how i'm mm-hmm. how you know like is this i mean it's more i was about to say is this how women are supposed yeah. to feel but it's not really like mm-hmm. that it's just yeah i feel like it's like yeah like part of the reason it's like so aggressive is like because she's tried to like interpret like normal sexual feelings through like what she thinks she's supposed to be and feel like mm-hmm. and stuff. So that's where she's that's just true. like, oh, maybe this is just like normal sexual desire that <laughs> yeah people feel. <laughs> yeah, which I would say is true, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. But it's yeah, like just but it's like funneled through you know years of fucked upness. <laughs> yes, pretty much, and also years of like. Him basically, like, he's like, oh, I had to play it cool or I would explode. But it's like, she's so insecure. It's like, ah, 
we talked about if they have like a not like if they have a I mean I don't want to go out and say do they have a healthy relationship or not but like we talked about how their relationship is their dynamic is so I don't know unconventional where mm-hmm. it's like she's like oh yeah I, I really love you and whatever and then he's like yeah I really love you too except like we're both gonna just play a super cool or like Akito's like I'm gonna be mad and he's like well I'm gonna leave and it's like yeah <laughs> they're not not I don't think that his behavior someone once wrote in like do you think that he's doing all this because like he's trying to you know like help her like I, like I guess form new really I don't know whatever I'm paraphrasing what the person said but it like do you think that he does this stuff to help her essentially and my opinion is kind of like no i don't think so <laughs> like mm-hmm. i think he does it because that's how he feels where he's you know i don't know like he's tired of dealing with her acting in this way i guess yeah and well, then I she's think, like oh i want like, more attention and he yeah do i think it's like exactly like he says he says like i'm childish and like like i think they're both that way like yeah for sure they're both like approaching this in a very like childish way at least have been for years and mm-hmm. And this is them, like, maybe starting to get better, because they're at least being, like, honest with each other. <laughs> he did, yeah. He, yeah, for sure. And he... And he did do... I, I would like to say that I noted his genuinely nice gesture, which Akito... Last time I was, like, I said, oh, Akito looks touched by him giving her the gift. And then what I didn't realize was that she's more touched in, like, a angry and scared way rather than a happy way, which is what it looked like briefly for a second in the yeah. the scene where it cuts off. And then she, like, scratches his face in this one. It's like she doesn't trust him so much. And I, I, don't, I don't know it, that he... It's... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But he was like, I'm looking forward to seeing who you become, which is mm-hmm. a nice sentiment, I think. Yeah. And an accepting one. Mm-hmm. I like that scene as, like, we talked a little bit last time about how, like... Like, you know, like, Akito's actually trying to be better, but we like that she's, like, not instantly, like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm a good person now. It's like she's still you know, really, like, impulsive and aggressive totally. and <laughs> jealous and, you know, has all these, you know, years of fucked up behavior <laughs> that she's, you know, trying to change, but that's not going to be instant. And so, like, you have that, her, like, reacting immediately with that, like, I hate you, I hate you. Like, Yeah. <laughs> you said just a second ago that Akito is impulsive or childish. Akito's a childish, which I think is true because, like, we, you know, like, we had seen evidence of nobody ever really disciplined her and she wasn't exposed to a lot of people so she doesn't really know how to like react to people mm-hmm. like obvi- i think it's a normal human emotion to be jealous and like yeah. scared but like the way that she acts on those feelings is the mm-hmm. thing that that's kind of like kind of fucked because yeah she hasn't had she anybody didn't... to guide her through yeah those she feelings didn't learn before. how to cope with them in a healthy way yeah exactly like most people do when they you know <laughs> theoretically their, people do when they through their adults. adolescence and you know <laughs> in the society that we live in yes yeah she's so isolated that she immediately if something isn't the way that she not like wants it to be but like expects it to be even because she's Mm -hmm. her expectation is that he's like oh bye farewell and then she's like oh you're definitely leaving me and he's like that's not what i meant at all can Mm -hmm. you just like chill so yeah (laughs) but yeah i don't know i was like oh boy was i wrong about that last time we (laughs) talked about it yeah to be fair it could be like that could have been, like, a reaction, like, after he explained everything. That's true. From the last chapter. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows when that little chunk, <laughs> yeah. that one panel is supposed to be from. Maybe it's possible. You're right. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. I don't have the, the other book with me. But I think it's, and we're in a new volume now. So I think it's um, 
it could have been like after other stuff happened like it could have mm-hmm. been like another flashback to that yeah scene but to me it seemed like what i remember is that it's like the moment right before she scratches his face so it has mm-hmm. this sort of like ambiguous expression yeah i feel like ambiguous is my word of the day i think i said mm-hmm. it like at least five times in this <laughs> <laughs> this recording and the last one they definitely seem to at least be on the same page with uh, with each other now yeah so i guess that's good <laughs> and I think Akito's doing a bunch of stuff. Oh, the one thing that yeah, bothered me is, I remember now what I was about to say, which is that, so Akito goes to try to apologize to the Junishi, and fucking Shigure isn't there. And it's like, this is someone that she supposedly like likes and trusts, and then he's like, oh, I'm not going to go to this like meeting with everybody? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> see? See? Not a good person. I mean, <laughs> he's just like casually reading, and then she has to go and find him. Anyway, whatever. I just felt like it wasn't very supportive. That's a personal opinion, I think, but... I think it's kind of, I think it's following off of his thing at the end of their earlier scene where he says, like, I'll give you time to get away, and if you come to me. Mm-hmm. So I think he was like, like, I will just uh, make myself scarce until she comes to me or doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah, I think that's what he was, like, going for with that. <laughs> yeah, again, very healthy. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, I want you to come to me. And she's like, I want you to notice me. <laughs> it's yeah. like... <laughs> so basically yeah. the summary of their relationship. Yeah. It's kind of like, like it is kind of like in a, you know, screwed up way that you can see <laughs> from their perspective. It is kind of a nice gesture. It is. It's He's like, like, I'll give yeah, you the like, time to make your decision like, about us. Here's your chance to completely leave all this behind. I mm-hmm. will make no fuss about it if that's what you do. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't, I definitely don't disagree with you on that. Yeah. I think he, I think that that was also like the way that he does it is weird. Like the way that he does it is like, anyway, bye. Let me know if you want to go out with me or whatever. Yeah. But, but... <laughs> like leaves her notes is like, do you like me? Check yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> he, Hattori comes in and he's like, Shigure asked me to give you this. Yeah. And she's like, fuck him. And then like. <laughs> Writes, checks off the, like, yes, or no, I don't know, maybe she writes something checks else. Checks both. <laughs> yeah, and then gives it back to him, and she's like, you tell him to go fuck himself, and then, like, sends Tori out. Actually, it would have to be Kareno, although he's not there, but it's fine. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it would have been Kareno in the past. <laughs> he's he just like, like, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I think the end resolution was okay, and I think he demonstrated that he, he demonstrated that he cares about how she's, and recognizes that she's changing, and is supportive of that and like mm-hmm. so and that's why he brought her the kimono and that's why you know he gave her space to decide what she wanted to do about their relationship and like mm-hmm. what she wants to do about the family and stuff like that so that's fine but yeah he's still kind of being an asshole about it so you yeah know, whatever. well that's just who they are <laughs> both of them like yeah she's always gonna be a little like jealous maybe probably or yeah i don't know yeah, yeah. i would classify the ending here as like they don't have a healthy relationship, but for the first time, they have a chance of getting there. <laughs> so, well, based on like the outcome of uh, another, it seems like they were able to have a good relationship. Yeah. They have, like, like I said, it's I think the best either <laughs> of them could do with anyone. So this whole like two chapters, I think, has the kind of the themes that, or like the message in them is like nothing can happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, things aren't changing quickly, but they're changing, so they're trying. Yeah. Um, and then we have like Toru saying stuff like, you know, this is, I want to work at this relationship. It's something that I want to have going forward. So I feel like that's also, I mean, we have Akito saying like, I want you, I like clearly have this desire for 
for you. So it's a little bit of a different expression, but like they're both, you can see that they're want to work for the relationship that they have, I guess. Yeah. Could have. You know, Shigure is my favorite. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone who loves him, okay? <laughs> I do love him as a character, but uh, yeah. He's an a hole. And then Akito mm-hmm. is. Like, Akito, I think in this. I don't, I don't think there's really anything wrong except she has, like, really unrealistic expectations of what, you know, the way that he'll act and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought it was interesting how she went and, like, sat down and talked to him and she was like, and I said this and I did this and I apologized and whatever. And mm-hmm. he just kind of listened to her and was supportive, yeah. it seemed. So. Mm-hmm. And then he comforted her after the maid was sassy. Yeah. <laughs> or she, she forced him to comfort her. She was like, I. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cute because, like, cute. you. Like, she had her hand out, like, to the maid, and then, like, mm-hmm. she walked away, and she, like, started to lower her hand, and then, like, Shigeru came and took her hand, so. Mm-hmm. It was cute. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. He can be nice, okay? Like, he can. <laughs> it was, like, his dad Gure self, although, I mean, you know, whatever. Not really well. dad in this case. <laughs> his nice Gure self. <laughs> we should talk about Akito and the Junichi. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I love how, I love seeing everybody again, so Yame comes in. This is the scene with Kido and the mm-hmm. Nishi and Soyame is like doing his whole spiel and then Ritsu is like still all impressed with him and yep. I love how Yame is like, I'll always watch over you and Yuki's like, That's a big climb for someone who just walked in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yuki's complete sass in this scene was amazing. Yeah. On multiple levels. Yeah, like Yuki's like obviously like at this point has become accustomed to like handling Ayame because he's just like totally like you know, used to like exhaust him and stuff. Yeah, he's just like, uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, so he's just like that's how he handles everybody. It's just yeah. like, well, I've got a sassy comment for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's like simultaneously not that intense, but it's gonna crush you. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that Kyo. Well, this isn't about Akito, but I thought it was interesting. Kyo's never really been to the main house before. He said he's been there like mm-hmm. two or three times. Yeah. And then of course I always asked him about it, which was hilarious. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cute and sad that he's just like yeah. wandering around, kind of like taking it in. But he also <laughs> said it was weird, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it probably would be weird if you'd never, you know, like been there as a child. It's probably super yeah. dark and ominous. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it, it probably doesn't have a good vibe, I would guess. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, there's a bunch of weird maids fighting, and then there's like Ren, and there's like yeah. So, like, I am going to tell him to steal some slippers as a souvenir. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had to cut that out of my dialogue. I apologize. <laughs> yes. A very important thing. <laughs> he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, how he's just like, I like how you can find a way to insult me even though this isn't even your house. Yeah. <laughs> which he constantly says. That's also what he says at Shigure's, I think, or, like, similar stuff. When mm-hmm. is there, which is funny. But, yeah, then there's the scene with Kido. So, first of all, the other thing that I noticed was that it's the nice maid that comes mm-hmm. in with Akito, which I didn't remember from before. I was like, yay, she's back. Yeah. Or she is still here, not fired. Yeah, she didn't get fired. <laughs> That's nice. Maybe she's like her Kido's, you know, main number one maid now instead of the yeah. old maid, which is a nice thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's nice that she's like, she's come back a few times. Like, she's also the yeah. one who, like, found Kareno when he was bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. And then she saved Rin, as I think I said mm-hmm. in my yeah description of her. <laughs> she was the one who let Kareno have the key for the mm-hmm. cast room, and then yeah, found Kareno when he was bleeding, and called for help. Yep. And then and introduced or like whatever said you know brought Akito to the room. 
I like to headcanon that she helped her get ready too, because I'm sure you need yeah, help to like, the how, kimono how, on. She's stuff. probably like, how this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you can tie them yourself and stuff. I don't yeah. know. I don't know that much about kimono. But just in general, she's probably like, how do how... I wear this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I certainly would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure like structurally it's not that different than the one that she was wearing before, except for all mm-hmm. the like extra crap, like the the bow and the, like, yeah. the way you tie it and stuff. and. She also did her hair up, and I'm sure she mm-hmm. got help with that too. The um, the kimono itself is interesting too. It looks like a like a frisode, like the long sleeved ones. Mm-hmm. So I did briefly Google this to remind myself about to recheck my knowledge because I'm not uh, like I don't know. There's a lot to know about kimono, and I don't know that much about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> to throw that out there. But it's a nice. It looks like the one that she's wearing in that scene where she opens the package is like a little bit less intense. And this one looks like it's like more formal and fancy. I think that that's yeah. what the implication is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to tell. Cause you know, there's no like silky texture in the, in the manga, but yeah, <laughs> it kind of feels like it was like, like a last minute decision to go with the, the one sugar I gave her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does look like she was like sitting there. Like the one that she's wearing before is not, not, Dancy, like it looks like one that you it's not like the one that she normally wears yeah like just around <laughs> <Her> lounge kimono <laughs> yeah <laughs> well but honestly though like it looks like yeah. more fancy than that it has like a extra like cord around the ob mm-hmm. part so it doesn't look like one you would just lounge around in <laughs> but the one yeah maybe it was maybe she knew what was in the box maybe it wasn't the first time she opened it maybe she'd opened it mm-hmm. before and then decided to wear it for this meeting but then he wasn't even there to see it so <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I swear. <laughs> the thing that I also noticed in that scene is she tried to apologize and she like mm-hmm. couldn't. Like her yeah. lip, you see her lip like quivering. Like it's so much to admit to hurting so many mm-hmm. people. She remembers all of them. And then when I was reading the summary just now, I was like, wow, that is a long list of people. But yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm still saying it <laughs> when I was reading it. She seems to be showing some remorse for all the things that she's done. And then her her like kind of speech that she gives beforehand is like you know i want you all to like you can you can be you're returning to your two selves and so i am too and stuff like that mm-hmm. um which i thought was a nice also a nice sentiment yeah and she has the thought where she says like i want to protect them yeah i also like that mm-hmm. i noticed that and she says like there's like things chorus. she needs to do because she's still the head of the family which makes it feel like she's actually trying to like like actually take responsibility that she should have mm-hmm. and not just let the maids boss her around anymore yeah. and the old guard mm-hmm. where she's taken instead of like I'm the head of the family so I can do what I want she's like I'm the head of the family so I need to protect the rest of the family like, mm-hmm. yeah protect the vulnerable ones in the family yeah yeah it's an interesting step mm-hmm. for Akito I feel like in the last couple chapters we learned some things about the family that were really just kept till the end like you get to see i think we are seeing how much of a struggle it is for her to make changes in the family that you know it's even more of this like we talked also before about how akito you think that kind of like the villain in the beginning of this is akito like akito's pulling the strings but really it's like the family at large that's kind of keeping things the way that they are Mm -hmm. and stuff so yeah she recognizes with her power comes responsibility, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to see her, like, take ownership of her role. 
She's mm-hmm. taking ownership of her personal identity and her role within the family. Yeah. Also at the ceremony, the like, not ceremony, the meeting you have, like, there's like, well, there's the scene with Kyo and Kagura and Momiji, which is hilarious mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his blackmail for later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how serious he looks when he's saying <laughs> <laughs> Yes. He's like, you're awful. And then Kagura's mm-hmm. like, awful. <laughs> Good. He's got a pretty nice phone for the time period. <laughs> Let me see what it looks like. It's like a little smartphone looking thing. Whoa. It's not quite there, but it's like, you know, one of those low. It's a semi. Skinny, yeah, those like skinnier ones that were starting to come a out. A semi smartphone. Yeah. It's like, you know, before smartphones became a thing, they were getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> and now they keep getting bigger. And bigger and bigger. Well, everybody was like, I actually need to have a very large screen for the computer in my pocket. Yeah. Now they're oh, they yeah. phablets. A phablet. That's my favorite thing to say, at least because I think it's hilarious and stupid. The first time I saw someone actually talking on one of those things, I'm like, this looks so stupid. I mean, people, I've seen people talk on like iPads, which is like, it's like holding a laptop up to your face. Yeah. <laughs> Seems really uncomfortable. You can see that there's a looks little like camera a, in the phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like a kid who like is pretending to answer the phone with like whatever there is near there. It's like, hello? Hello? You're like, that's not a phone, oh. silly child. <laughs> the best is like, I haven't seen people do it in a while because now everybody just like uses their headphones that come with their phone. But it used to be like when Bluetooth headphones were really popular and people would just be like, hello? And you'd be like, oh, hi. And they'd be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, you're not talking to me. Okay. I feel yeah. like an idiot now, except who's the idiot here? Who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does look like a fancy phone. It's a high quality photo. Not just like a stupid video for Kakiru yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it's high quality photo for the evidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he shows a tutorial. She's like, "You can take photos with these things." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, "It's called a DVD." Yeah. <laughs> I still love how Hiro looks like the most shocked at Akito. <laughs> Like, everyone looks a little shocked, but Hiro's got this, like, super wide-eyed expression. I think the thing about Hiro is, like, he's one of those, like, you know, if he had, like, one of those, um, the, like, acronym, what are they called? Enneagram personality types? His last letter would be, like, a J. Like, he's, like, the judgy. It's, like, Mm -hmm. everything's, like, there's, like, a right and a wrong and whatever, and so he's just, like, this is blowing my whole perspective on life, you know? Like, (laughs) (laughs) he also was sassy about Ritsu, too, which I took note of, and I was, like, you're an (laughs) asshole child. (laughs) I also loved Haru patting Rin, Rin staring yeah. at him and Yuki in the bat. She's patting her head in the background, which is cute. Mm-hmm. The next chapter is just the like Kyo and Toru. I love all the kids freaking out. We did. We just yeah. we talked about it during my summary. I know we stopped and talked about it, but they're like, "Wow, he's the boy who jumped out of a window because he's scared of girls." <laughs> finally, with a girl. I felt like the whole class is like, "We should celebrate." Yes. <laughs> Earlier, like, please stop. Please stop. <laughs> Earlier, Yuki was like, "Does it make you uncomfortable that everyone knows about your yeah. relationship?" <laughs> I like how they all know and they're all excited. It's cute. Their yeah. class is really adorable. We talked mm-hmm. about this before about how they all get along. And also, they—I was just thinking, like, oh yeah, they all know about that because they were all in the same class like two years ago, and so they've all been stuck with each other in the same. Yeah. You can never escape. <laughs> Yeah, they've probably been, like, watching all this drama unfold, like, from the background. Texting like, each other under their exciting. desks, yeah. and they're like, dude, he's looking at her, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> in fact, the uh, the whole opening of the chapter is just, like, the girl, this other student in their class, like, narrating about them. Yeah. The girl, so, yeah. Hot goss mm-hmm. in the high school. Yeah, recently they were probably like, mass update, she's in the hospital? 
<laughs> I guess I'd have asked text about this. Yeah. <laughs> God. Stand by for updates. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim reference. I did it. <laughs> One per episode. <laughs> you know they have a whole class thread without them and Yuki that's like dudes. <laughs> yeah. Yuki gets invited in at the end. Yeah. And he's like, fuck that guy. And they're like, totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's like, hey, this guy's not that bad. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I do also love the, like, sweet Mayuko being like, oh, he was, like, a little happy. And then Tori's like, oh, you mean Yukinkyo? She's like, no, yeah. or yes, yes, I meant them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, later. Like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good life or whatever. <laughs> She's just like, be safe walking home or whatever, which is cute. But yeah. <laughs> just pieces out i'm sure that if tori knew about their relationship she'd be like that's amazing so great <laughs> tori son is really nice ah. yeah well the so then they talk about you know getting ready for the future or whatever and tori has her inner monologue they also go to she shows <laughs> she shows like i could die happy now or whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then i love how horrified kunimitsu and tori are <laughs> It's always Kunimitsu and Toru. It's never Kyoko. It's just like, whatever. He's just being yeah. dramatic. Kyo's just like, come on. Yeah. But then Kunimitsu reminds him of the possibility of grandchildren, and he's like, never mind. I have something yeah, to live he's for. he's like, I'll be around for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we have the important scene with Rin at the end, which I kind of already talked about a little bit, about how, like, mm-hmm. everybody's changing, and she's sort of, like, upset about... I don't know. It, she's upset with herself for how she feels about not being able to let go and not mm-hmm. of of you know the things that upset her that akito did to her which is totally legitimate yeah yeah <laughs> completely legitimate yeah it's another like nice detail like on like akito's like quote-unquote redemption arc it's like she's not instantly forgiven by everybody no. it's like every, like even the ones who are like i guess this is fine are you know you can tell they're kind of like okay yeah like <laughs> like they're not like 100 percent on board the akito train mm-hmm. but um like it's nice that like rin who you know had some of the worst abuses for sure out of Kido's hands. Not to mention the abuse she suffered beforehand that would make her particularly, you know... <laughs> yes. Emotionally fragile yes. around that subject. Um, that, like, she's just like, yeah. no, I, I don't forgive Akito. Yeah. But I also think it's... Like, yeah, it's I also okay. think it's pretty realistic that she might, like, feel, like, guilty over that, even though she has no reason to be. Yeah, because she's like, everybody else is happy, maybe I should be happy about this, yeah. too. Which is also... Yeah, kind legit. of a, like, what's wrong with me kind of thing. Like, and she's like, and says that says yeah, as such like it, mm-hmm, like it like it kind of it makes sense from like her point of view it's like like is this another way i'm broken kind of <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> it's like no it's fine you don't have yeah, to be happy no, about it's it it's a no- normal human emotion yeah you can still be sad it's okay you're still allowed to feel those <laughs> yeah you're still allowed to feel those you don't have to just like be happy all the time i think yeah. it's just like her i guess like for her her situation hasn't changed like mm-hmm. she's still with the person there was nothing that was stopping her, well, other than the threat of Akito, I guess, but it's not like, you know, I don't know. There was nothing that was really stopping her from being with the person that she wanted to be with. Kyo and Toru and, like, Yuki, they can now be with people that they that they want to be with without any, like, pressure of, other of you know, being confined or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. so their situation is completely different. Like, the world is open yeah. to them. She's still mm-hmm. in the same situation. Yeah. Just you know, being free from the curse or not doesn't really matter to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the others are also kind of like further along their like recovery path. Yeah, well, they like, weren't as I don't know, not quite. I'm not gonna say I don't know. Is it comparable? They weren't as abused. Maybe like yeah. Yuki, but like mm-hmm. she was the one who got locked up in the room and almost yeah. died. 
So mm-hmm. and it got pushed out a window and a mm-hmm. bunch of other shit. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it's like I think like in addition to that, it's just like, like we've seen like Yuki and Kyo like you know, like recover and become mm-hmm. more aware of their world and who they are and able to like kind of move past the stuff they've suffered. Whereas like, you know, we don't even see Rin until like halfway through the series. Yeah. And it takes her a while to like form the bond with Toru that helps her like start to kind of yeah get past this in addition to her relationship with Haru so you know she's still that's true early in that process in the healing process that's true I mean also it's a I mean it's probably just a function of story time too but mm-hmm. it's nice that she can like Takai can also use her as a character to like show that you know it's okay to not be okay with yeah. everything all of a sudden mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah, you don't have to forgive the people who abused you. No. You just have to, you know, get yourself into a healthy situation. Because mm-hmm. that is kind of like the overwhelming, you could interpret that as like the overwhelming message here in these chapters is like, yeah, like she, Akito did some, st- she did a bunch of bad stuff, but she's like apologizing for it now. So it's good. But I think you, you know, with, if we look at this sort of like from the in a, a meta approach, you could say like, that's not true, and I want to use Rin to show that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the use of Rin and also like Akito herself being like, yeah. I couldn't apologize because that would make it feel like I thought I'd done enough. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an interesting thing to say too, mm-hmm. and a wise thing to say. I think. <laughs> yeah, something that I didn't really pick up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that makes it like from her end, it makes it feel like. Like, she wants to continue to try and be a better mm-hmm. person, not just be like, I realized I did fucked up shit, and I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, like, go on with her life. It's like, yeah. she seems like she wants to continue to try to make amends. Yeah, to try to, and, like, the way that she makes amends is to try to protect them and also to, like, dismantle the things that enabled this to happen in the first mm-hmm. place and stuff like that. It's a more action-oriented approach instead of just saying, yeah. instead of just apologizing. Although I think apology, apology would probably mean something, but... Yeah. Not to, doesn't, not, I guess not to her, or it's not the way that she wants to do things. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've seen that in her character, too. Like, she didn't, it's not like she went to Telkyo was like, I'm going to destroy the cat's room. She was just like, it's done. And then when she saw him, yeah. she was like, I don't want to fucking repeat myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, did I fucking stutter? Like, <laughs> like, she wasn't doing it to, like, pander to him or something, like, to make yeah, some kind of apology like, to him. She did it because mm-hmm. it was what was right. Yeah. Like, it's in that kind of, like, like a, there's a perspective on the, like, apologize to your victims thing where it's, like, then you're, like, putting the expectation on them to forgive you, mm-hmm. which, like, you know, there's some debate over that, I would say. It probably depends on the person and the situation, but, like, I think there's something to that where it's, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, I need to apologize to you to make myself feel better. better. Yeah. And now you are re- forced to deal with that apology in some way. Like, yeah, it does, like, sort of put... I do. I find that interesting, kind of like out, outside of Rubo, where people are like, "I want them to apologize for doing this thing," and it's like, "Why? Like, wouldn't it be better if, like, you know, the thing just it didn't happen again in the future?" Like, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Some people, some people seem to want that for closure, but mm-hmm. I guess it depends. So, from Akita's perspective, it just doesn't seem like it's enough to, yeah, to provide any kind of closure. And like, mm-hmm. I don't. And, like, maybe she feels like she can't provide any kind of, you know, mm-hmm. something that's going to be meaningful to the Junichi. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we even kind of get that 
perspective from Rin, too, where yeah. she says, like, I don't want her to apologize or grovel in front of me. I just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I just... It's like, I just can't right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, I just don't want... I just... Yeah. It's like, I don't expect that. I just... I'm not ready to, you know, mm-hmm. accept that. She's trying to make amends... Or, like, not even that. It's just like, yeah, I'm not ready to move on from... I still have all this pain that I'm yeah. I'm not... I can't give up yet. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, an interesting chapter. Yeah. I don't have that much else to say about it, about them. Like the main house stuff, like the maid and Ren. Oh, yeah, sorry, I totally forgot mm-hmm. about that. We should definitely do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about the maid first. Yeah. <laughs> well, with Ren, didn't they just say, like, Akito went to talk to her? Like, it didn't doesn't really say what happened. It's just you couldn't have a conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think the... Yeah, I think it's interesting that, like... Akito feels like she has to, like, try and have, like, a good dialogue with Ren mm-hmm. in this situation. Um, and also, like, where the maid's, like, saying, like, it'd be easier if you just, like, chased her off, but mm-hmm. you've, like, made things difficult by keeping her here and staying here yourself, which kind of builds on that whole, like, politics thing mm-hmm. from earlier chapters where there's, like, Ren supporters and stuff. Yeah, I know. It's very <laughs> weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of another interesting look at the, uh... Yeah, the politics of the main house. For sure. And then the scene, yeah, the scene with the same maid, mm-hmm. the old maid, is Akito tries to reach out her hand to her and tries to, she says a lot of stuff like, oh, I've been doing this for so long, I can't change, whatever, and Akito's like, maybe maybe you just need someone to reach out a hand like for someone did for me, and the maid doesn't mm-hmm. take her hand. And she looks really sad when she kind of like mm-hmm. gives up on that. Yeah, like, it's kind of like a resigned look rather than like being like angry or... Or like scoffing, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like I wish I could, kind of. Yeah, it seems kind of dejected rather than like, like, bah, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rather than it being like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of the only. Is this the last? The maid's last hurrah. (laughs) I asked you like three times every episode. Yes, (laughs) I'm pretty sure this is the maid's last hurrah. But yeah, it's like the only like kind of sympathetic look we get at the main. That's true. Like, yeah, I mean, it is like just... we get the idea that like we've talked about, we're like, oh, Akita's not really the villain. She's as much, you know, tangled up in all this family manipulation mm-hmm. as anyone. And you kind of get the idea that the maid might be the maid kind of came from that too, because mm-hmm. like, she says she's been in the family like her whole life, which has been like upwards of sixty years, according so. to this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's hard to shake. Yeah, for sure. Been living the same way for Your whole that life. long. Plus, like, if she says, like, oh, I was born and raised in the family, so she doesn't know any other way either. Like, it's kind of like yeah. a keto. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just thinking and having these, like, as if this debate, you know, with, of who's running the family and stuff is, like, the most important thing. Where it's like, dude, we're, like, locking people up. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, the maid, I, I guess, I don't see her as, like, unsympathetic, but... She's definitely one of the least sympathetic characters, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. It's like her and like Kyo's dad, but yeah, it does really. He never gets any redemption, but mm-hmm. um, but this is something that's it does yeah make her a little bit more sympathetic mm-hmm. than maybe she would have been otherwise. Because last time we saw her, she was still being like, "Why are you doing all this? Like, what the yeah?" It's like I liked you better when you were locking people up. <laughs> <laughs> I liked you better when you weren't questioning if you're. If what you're yeah. doing is right or wrong. <laughs> I liked you better when you were listening to everything that I told you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's something I appreciate about the series is like how you get those glimpses of like 
even the kind of adversarial perspectives. Mm -hmm. For sure. Like, you don't, like, we get, it's interesting how we get, like, Rin's perspective, like, I'm not ready to accept this change because I'm hurt. And then you have, like, the maid's kind of situation, like, I'm not ready to accept this change because I feel like I can't, like, I'm not, I'm not, I feel like I've always lived this way and I don't know how to live any other way. Mm -hmm. So they have the same, a similar, like, the outcome is similar. Yeah. But their motivation is different. So we get to look at what's happening from a bunch of different perspectives of people who are ready to kind of accept. And even like we get a little bit of Yuki and Kyo's too, where they're just like, well, I felt like this. And like, I thought mm-hmm. it was shocking because of this. So, yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, whatever. Um, I think the change is shocking because of this. And mm-hmm. so it's good. This series does do generally a good job overall at showing different perspectives on a variety of issues and problems i think that's something that when i read this as a younger person helped me to think about things from different perspectives because when Mm -hmm. you're young i think you only really think about things from your experience yeah and so it was something that i feel like i actually learned from or like partially from the series it had a like a big impact on on me in that way when i read it the first time as like a preteen so Mm -hmm. specifically in that way so it was interesting to get to see even at the end, there's, we're still seeing all these different perspectives in different life situations. Yeah. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Do you have any other things to say about these chapters? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Okay. I think that I have a couple little spoilers. Okay. So next time we're going to talk about the rest of the chapters. 134 yep. to 136. Looks like we're talking about the end. The end. And then we'll talk about the end end after that. Yes. <laughs> Beyond the end. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, if you're not sticking around for spoilers, if you're sticking around for spoilers, we have a little bit to discuss in a second. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I Sorry, I fucked it up again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hi. We're back to talk about spoilers. <laughs> Sorry, I need to stick with the format. I know we only have like two episodes left. I can't change it up now. <laughs> um, so I, ha- I noticed one little tiny thing, which is like Toru is like, oh, just walking and holding hands like this is great. And it's a little tiny spoiler for the like flash forward at the end where they're like, oh, they're just walking together again. Grandma and grandpa are like walking together again. I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was something that I noticed. I mean, of course, they end up going on the date with Uo and Hana, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The other things that are coming are like the Kyoko Katsuya. Like, what? Sorry, it was what, what Kyoko was thinking while she was dying. Yeah. Um, which we did mention before. Mm hmm. I remember. Because that's still, still not resolved. There's still things that aren't resolved. How can this be? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Kyo. He's like, oh, he, he was tr- going to talk to her about like moving away with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he doesn't talk about it when they're leaving school. So they'll talk yeah. about that in the next in our next episode. Yeah, it's mostly just like, look, everyone's happy mm-hmm. scenes. <laughs> Everybody has all their goodbye feels. Mm-hmm. Hiki finally says Tor's fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's kind of a big deal. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Who? I wonder when the first time was that somebody brought that up. They're just like, you could just call her by her first name. I don't know if it was Haru. He says it in the beach arc really prominently. 
Yeah, he said it, um... Well, he probably said it earlier yeah. on, too. When they met, maybe? Maybe, I don't remember. Like when we met him? <laughs> I forget. He's definitely said it from quite early on. Yeah. But I like how, like, that one time he says it, where he's like, is it because it's been too long and you're embarrassed now? <laughs> and he's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was, um... Wasn't that when he did the thing, like fucked up the classroom and got in trouble. Yeah, I think it might have been. And goes and visits him and he's like, you should call her Toru too. And he's like, no, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a good scene with Yuki and Toru. It's very touching. Mm-hmm. We joke, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's interesting that at the very beginning of the story, it's them greeting, like almost right at the very beginning, right? Maybe a couple mm-hmm. pages in. And then it ends with kind of the main part of the story ends with them saying goodbye, or like having this conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a nice a bookend. Mm-hmm. Good old Yuki. And, like saying hello and saying goodbye. Yeah, that's true actually, because that's when they're leaving mm-hmm. the house too. So, yeah. Oh, who's gonna cry next episode? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Is Bowie gonna cry? <laughs> Bowie's like, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and he's like, I can't take it. I cry every time he says Toru. <laughs> good i mean that's what we'll talk about next time and then we'll talk about everything one more time yep <laughs> and then we'll talk about the manga i mean we'll talk about the anime sorry we can talk about yeah. the manga again i guess yeah everybody's like oh it's ending oh, i don't know but it's like yo haven't you read this like 50 times in the last like 10 years i mean i have so. <laughs> we'll not just be the same won't we just listen to it again and reread it again like we do <laughs> i'm wistfully looking up at the top of the closet <laughs> yeah so you can go back to episode one and start all over again. If you can stand it, yes. <laughs> it's not that bad. I've, I've heard way I know. worse. <laughs> you said that last time. but <laughs> Well, the good news is like next time we start our next podcast, we'll already have all of this knowledge, so we won't have any excuses for fuck-ups anymore. <laughs> At least not technical. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I don't have any other things to say. So next time we'll talk about the rest of the series. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. See, I did a good cue this time. It was a good, <laughs> good job. Perfect. <laughs> I picked it right up. Yeah, I'm proud of you. <laughs> it's easy when you get the right cue. <laughs> but I... Look at my Ooh. age. Oh, that Here's one I heard. One. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I built this life up over four Ben said the Animal Crossing update is like... I was just looking at that. <laughs> Cannot. Time to swim. <laughs> swim like you've never swum before. It's like, I don't want to swim with the giant sunfish. <laughs> Can you grab them out of the sea like in Minecraft? <laughs> Use them as like a surfboard. <laughs> no, you can just like ride the sunfish. Yeah. And surf around like in Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It's like, now that you mentioned that, that does seem unethical. I mean... <laughs> trying to remember the surf music but all i can think of is the bicycle music <laughs> oh the surf music goes do 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 do